I'm Michelle Andrews, the associate pastor, and I want to welcome you to worship. Those of you who are here in the room and for those of you who are worshiping online, Reverend Nicole has been at some education stuff this week and then is going to have a couple weeks of vacation. Um, if you would like to follow along this morning, there are sermon notes that you can find in the app. I'm wondering if you all would let me be honest and vulnerable for a couple minutes. Is that okay? It's been a difficult couple weeks on top of a difficult year and a half. Um, in my extended family, as I'm sure for many of you, there has been illness and death. We've had a few scary moments. In our church family, there are people now who are hospitalized and very ill, and there are people, families, who are grieving the death of loved ones. And if we look past those two smaller circles into society and the world, it has just been a really, really hard time. The pandemic, issues around mental health, whatever those struggles that you all are having, because we all have them, we have times that are hard. So I wanted to start this morning and just ask us, how are you doing? I want you to think and rank your week or your last couple weeks on a scale of 1 to 10. 1 being two thumbs down and 10 being two thumbs up. And if you're willing to show us your thumbs, those of you at home also, how are you today? I'm with Ann. I'm one up and one down today. Oh, Eddie's one in the middle and one up. The two thumbs was much better than one because you have some flexibility um, there. Is whatever made you go thumbs up or thumbs down, internal or external? Were they things that happened to you or to people very, very close to you? Or were they things that happened around friends, family, things that you heard on the news or in the community? In the midst of all of that, how did you experience God this week? Because God's with us. Chris gave us two thumbs up. God's with us, not just when we're feeling like a 10 and two thumbs up. God is with us all the time. One last question. What role did your faith play in this last week? What role has your faith played in this last 18 months? What role has your faith played throughout all of your life? There are times when things are hard. There are times when it feels like God is as far away as God could possibly be. Um, I wish, I brought a picture, I wish there were times when like we had this in the sky right? God, written in the clouds, very clear and easy for us to see, a visible reminder that God is here. But our faith tells us that we don't need God written in the clouds. Our faith tells us that we have God with us every day, all day, in all things. A strong faith reminds us that God loves us in all things. I was out for a walk this morning. I have um, recently discovered a podcast, and I would tell you what the name is, but I can't remember. Walking in the Way, I think. 
Um, if you want to email me this weekend, I'll send you the actual real name. Um, it's a British Methodist pastor who does this, and it's a couple pieces of uh, music, a couple scriptures, and a time for prayer. It's maybe 10 or 12 minutes long, and I really have enjoyed doing it in the mornings. And one day this week, I was having a two-thumbs day down, and I went out for a walk, and this was the scripture, part of the scripture that he shared. It's from Psalm 103. With all my heart, I praise the Lord, and with all that I am, I praise his holy name. With all my heart, I praise the Lord. I will never forget how kind he has been. The Lord forgives our sins, heals us when we are sick, and protects us from death. His kindness and love are a crown on our heads. Each day that we live, he provides for our needs and gives us the strength of a young eagle. The Lord is merciful. He is kind and patient, and his love never fails. That had great meaning for me one morning this week, and so I share it with you in the hopes that today or tomorrow or sometime soon, um, those words will be a reminder we're going to talk today about planting your roots, planting roots of faith that are deep, that take in all that we need, and that anchor us in those times when things are hard. If we think about roots, probably most of us go to the roots of a tree or a plant. Um, and for trees, there we go, uh, sometimes we can see roots or pieces of the roots above ground, but we all know, we learned in elementary school, that the roots go way down below, in some cases very, very far below what we can see. And for a tree, roots uh, through the soil absorb nutrients. They store food for some future need, and they provide stability and an anchor. Think about that in terms of your faith. Roots of faith help us to take in all that God has for us. They help us to stay connected to the source of life. And they ground us in the sure and steady foundation of Jesus. I found a quote by a, a philosopher and author, Matsona Liweyo, and it says this, It is the roots which give a tree strength, not its branches. If you think about a tree, we can't see the roots most of the time. What we see are the branches, but the roots are where the tree gets its strength and foundation. So before we hear this morning's scripture, a little bit of background. This is one of the letters that the Apostle Paul wrote. He wrote church, uh, letters to these new churches that had formed after Jesus um, and this one was written to the people in the church at Colossae. It was one of these new churches that had been formed following Jesus' um, life and uh, death and resurrection. Paul had not been to this church. Paul had not met the people of this church. He didn't start this church. It was started by one of his colleagues or co-workers, Epiphras. And Epaphras would go and visit Paul, who was in prison um, at the time, and sort of give him an update about what was going on in the church and with the people, uh, what good things were happening, and sort of where he needed help. Um, we can kind of think that Paul was a mentor for Epaphras. 
and for this church, even though he had not ever been there. And this letter, the letter to the Colossians, is a a letter of encouragement to at least two congregations. It was written to the people at Colossae, um, but it was also written to the people at the church in Laodicea. Those are towns that are about 10 miles apart. Um, And toward the end of the letter, we know that because there's a note that says, after you've read this to the church at Colossae, take it over to the church at Laodicea and read it to them. These Christian churches were new. We're used to there being churches. Churches have existed as long as you and I have been alive. But in this part of the world at this time, these were new things that were happening following Jesus. And so think about anytime you put yourself into a new context, you have to learn how to do it, right? They didn't know how to be the church. Um, They didn't know how to live in these ways that were different from the ways that they had grown up in. And so Paul is this like amazing encourager, cheerleader, teacher, mentor, who really is helping them to understand and grasp the theology, what it means to follow Jesus, what it means uh, to be the church. Um, And we'll hear in, in this scripture this morning a couple of those places where you just know that Paul truly believes in them and wants the best for them. So today's scripture is from the book of Colossians, chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. And this morning I'm using the contemporary English version. I want you to know what a struggle I am going through for you, for God's people at Laodicea, and for all of those followers who have never met me. I do it to encourage them. Then, as their hearts are joined together in love, they will be wonderfully blessed with complete understanding, and they will truly know Christ. Not only is he the key to God's mystery, but all wisdom and knowledge are hidden away in him. I tell you these things to keep you from being fooled by fancy talk. Even though I am not with you, I keep thinking about you. I am glad to know that you are living as you should and that your faith in Christ is strong. You have accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord. Now keep on following him. Plant your roots in Christ and let him be the foundation for your life. Be strong in your faith, just as you were taught, and be grateful. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. So do you hear in there Paul being like this little encourager, cheerleader from afar, like, you can do it, I believe in you. Um, Part of why he is encouraging them is there is this struggle that's happening in these new churches, because there was the old way of believing and living, um, and in this part of the world, in this time of world, uh, they had lived in an era of polytheism. So there were many Roman and Greek gods with a little g um, who the people believed governed different aspects of their life. So there was a god of crops and a god for weather and a god of fertility and a god of money. Um, and they really felt like they had to keep those gods happy or their crops would fail, they wouldn't have children, their business would fail. So they lived in fear of these gods. Jewish Christians at the same time continued to hold on to the laws of the Torah, not believing that Jesus, through Jesus, God had made a new covenant with his people. 
that it wasn't any longer necessary to follow all of the laws, to stay in a right relationship with God. So the old way of thinking and believing was one of fear. If you didn't do what the gods wanted you to do, bad things happened. And this new way, a way of faith that meant that all of the good that God intends for God's people was available to them now through Jesus. The Colossians had lived in fear and now could live in faith that the wisdom, power, and knowledge that Jesus had in him were theirs to have, that living as Jesus taught planted roots that would sustain and encourage them. So in this letter and others that Paul wrote, he's encouraging them to stand strong in their faith and to stand strong in what Jesus had taught. If you think about um, a plant that's recently planted in the ground and one that's had time to sort of root, which of those two is easier to be disturbed? Which is easier to be pulled out or affected by wind or storm or rain? It's the new one. Not because there's anything wrong with it, but it hasn't had time to ground itself in the soil. It hasn't had time to develop those roots that truly will hold it. The roots of our faith are similar. For the Colossians, um, they were a new plant planted in the ground who hadn't yet had the time for the roots of faith to grow and develop into what would sustain and encourage them. It's no different for us today. As our relationship uh, with God grows, as our understanding of who Jesus is matures, we become more fully grounded by those roots of faith. There are three things uh, from this morning's passage that I would like us to look at. Nourishment, wisdom, and connection. So let's look at nourishment first, um, and I'm going to reread verses 1 and 2. I want you to know what a struggle I am going through for you, for God's people at Laodicea, and for all of those followers who have never met me. I do it to encourage them. Then, as their hearts are joined together in love, they will be wonderfully blessed with complete understanding. I so deeply hear Paul's heart for these people here, his desire for these people to truly know Jesus, to better know God through Jesus. And while he's in prison and can't physically be there with them, he finds ways and people who will share this message. It's clear here that he wants them to be united with Christ and with each other in this church in love. Living things rely on nourishment in one form or another. For trees and plants, it's the nutrients that are found in the soil. For us and animals, it is in what we eat and drink. Nourishment enables us to grow and to have strength. For life to exist, there must be nourishment. Our hearts, our faith, also need to be nourished so that our faith can grow and be alive. And we grow as we gain better understanding. For Christians, for us, that complete understanding that Paul mentions is found in Christ. In Christ, we know God. The better we know God, the better we are ready to experience and be all that God has for us. 
Let's look at the second point, wisdom, from verses 3 and 4. And they will truly know Christ. Not only is he the key to God's mystery, but all wisdom and knowledge are hidden away in him. I tell you these things to keep you from being fooled by fancy talk. I loved that phrase. There were those in this society, in this community around them, who tried to pull up, so to speak, the new believers to derail them from what Jesus and the disciples taught, to pull them back into their old ways of believing and living. They had not had enough time to be fully rooted in Jesus and the ways that he taught people to live. And so there was this, um, it was easy for them to be pulled off track. And so Paul is encouraging them to persevere in what they're being taught, to not be swayed uh, by what those around them would say to them, to not be swayed by those who would try to tell them that this new way of believing was wrong. And I think we need the same thing. We need to be reminded when life and other responsibilities and other people pull at us, that at the core of our faith is Jesus. And in him is all that we need to live. And Jesus is the nourishment that our hearts need to grow a healthy faith life. Our faith calls us to always be growing, growing in what we know about Christ, growing in what we know about God, growing a deepening trust and faith so that the ways in which we live every day are shaped by God's perfect wisdom and not our limited wisdom. The third point is connection from verses 5 through 7. Even though I am not with you, I keep thinking about you. I'm glad to know that you are living as you should and that your faith in Christ is strong. You have accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord. Now keep on following him. Plant your roots in Christ and let him be the foundation for your life. Be strong in your faith just as you were taught and be grateful. I love these verses. Do you all have someone in your life who is that encourager, who is that cheerleader, who believes in you even when you don't? Do you have that person? I do. And I would be lost without them. Because sometimes what we tell ourselves isn't necessarily what how things are actually going. And to have someone who knows us and will say, stop that. Listen to what I have to say to you. You can do it. I believe in you. And I think that's what Paul is doing here. He's saying, you can do this. You have taken the first step and accepted Jesus as your Lord. You have taken the first step and believe that Jesus is the one who has control over your life, your job, your family, everything. So just keep on doing what he taught. Verse 7, I love how um, this passage, this section ends. Be grateful. We need that reminder sometimes, too, to be grateful. The gifts of faith and grace and love that God offers to each of us are life-changing, and we have so much to be thankful for. The journey of faith is lifelong, and while I believe we have been given everything we need, we have a part to play. We have choices about how we will spend our time and money, how we will care for each other and all of creation. 
what we will do to be sure that we are planting our roots of faith in God. So, nourishment, wisdom, and connection. Three lessons from Paul for us today. Take just a second and look at those three. Which of them are you feeling like you need the most right now? In the midst of your two thumbs up or two thumbs down, which do you need? Where do you need to be encouraged? Is it nourishment? Are you feeling like you need a boost or some extra energy to stay connected? That's where I have been lately. Um, And so I would suggest reading scripture, doing a daily prayer or devotion, um, even a podcast as the one I shared with you earlier, and to be in worship. Those are some of the places where our souls and our hearts are fed. Is it wisdom? Are you wanting to learn more so that you can better know God's will for your life? We have uh, several adult Sunday school classes that will be starting up again, small group, um, and personal Bible study are those places where we get that knowledge that leads to wisdom. Is it connection that you're feeling light in right now? Are you feeling disconnected from God, from God's will for your life? Be in worship here or online. Be in a small group. Find ways to serve. When we carry out and live out who God wants us to be, those connections deepen. All of these. I think we probably all need some of all of them. They all help us to put Christ at the center of our lives, to plant the roots of our faith in all of the goodness that exists in him so that we can more fully experience the grace that God has for all of us. In Paul's letter to the Ephesians, which is two books in the Bible before Colossians, um, another one of these new worshiping communities, he wrote this. As a result of having strong roots in love, I ask that you'll have the power to grasp love's width and length, height and depth, together with all believers. I ask that you'll know the love of Christ that is beyond knowledge so that you will be filled entirely with the fullness of God. We were created to live active, growing lives of faith, to live and act in ways that are deeply rooted in the promises and the good news of Jesus, and to share that good news in the world. We are able to do that when the roots of our lives and the roots of our faith are deeply planted in Jesus and all that he taught. Let us pray.